action hero. It's Nescapades, a chronological journey through the North American Super Nintendo Library with a few pit stops along the way. We play them briefly, we judge them harshly, we rank them. That is pretty much all you need to know. I am Chase Keys. And I am Emmy Zero. Um, so is that a is that a line from, from the last action hero? That's a line that's in the movie. I, I assume it is. I've uh-huh. I've never yeah. seen it and, and it will not. I yeah. after the whole thing with Cliffhanger, I'm I'm yeah. done watching movies that these games are based <laughs> on. I uh, I assume Schwarzenegger says that that he you know that uh-huh. he's he's just like a tough guy blowing things up and that's that's uh-huh. what the movie's about. Yeah, yeah, uh, you got it, you got it. Uh no, um that uh you know I I am probably not done watching movies for this thing, but I did not. I have seen The Last Action Hero, and I I did not rewatch it for this episode because I remember it well enough to know I I I don't need to do that. I had a kind of tough week anyway. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to add to it by by you know forcing myself and my partner to struggle through it uh, to struggle through that movie. But uh, yeah, as you probably cottoned on to, folks, uh, that is one of the games we are playing today, uh, it is the last action, or it is last action hero. I don't think there's a the on the title. Uh, we also have two more games as we continue to go through October 1993. We're kind of deep in the thick of it now, and um, it's a really feast or famine month, folks. Uh, it kind of is. So, uh, what do we have to talk about today, Chase Keys? Uh, well, today we have got Lock On and we have got Pack Attack in addition to uh, the aforementioned Last Action Hero. All right. Well, uh, what do you say we get into it then? Um, what uh, What would you like to start with? So I, I'm going to I'm going to level with everyone right now. Um, I played very little of Lock On. Uh, you're all going to see the same footage over and over again. Uh, I have no aptitude or interest in these kinds of games at all. Talking about military stuff is like will put me to sleep faster than an entire bottle of Ambien. So, <laughs> like uh-huh. I, I've got nothing. But it sounds like you actually enjoyed this one. So yes. I'm gonna let you kind of take point here. I'm, okay. gonna, I'm gonna let you. I'm I'm gonna be the wingman here. Okay. You're you're the the main pilot. You know, you Person. can you can be my wingman anytime. Uh, okay. So so yeah, um, let's talk about lock on. It's a game. Uh, this is a, uh, a, a a sort of like um, uh, you know air air pilot dogfighting game. Uh, it was called Super Air Diver in Japan when it originally came out, uh, and it was published in America by Vic Tokai, renamed Lock On. And yeah, it is a game that is uh, air combat sim. We've played a few of these kinds of games before, uh, and I, I was really expecting, like you, to to not have much to say about this one because, generally speaking, even though this isn't a kind of game that completely repels me, it's not a thing I have, you know, much in the way of like skill for or like the interest in, you know, getting good at. To, to do, but this one actually really surprised me uh, because it actually ended up feeling much more sort of snappy and arcadey to me than these things generally do. I would say that the feel of this game uh, reminded me a lot more of like the all range mode in like Star Fox 64 than it did 
you know, any of the the, you know, more realistic games that that we've played in this in this genre for the show so far. And because of that, yeah, I had a pretty good time with this. Uh, so this is a game uh, that makes heavy use of the mode seven abilities of the Super Nintendo to offer kind of a behind the airplane uh, field of view. And yeah, it, it, you know, to me, this felt a lot more easily uh, comprehensible than these kinds of games have in the past. You know, you have uh, several different aircraft aircraft that you can use that range kind of expands over the course of the game. And you have a few different kinds of missions that happen, but largely what you're doing is flying around in these environments, dogfighting with other aircraft, shooting them down and trying to avoid their attacks. What this results in is the, the feeling for me, at least that I actually know what I'm doing here (laughs) uh, because it is, it is a little bit simpler than some of these other games you have a few different kinds of weapons and you have a bunch of different movement abilities. You can speed up, slow down, you can barrel roll, you can Go barrel, roll. barrel roll, you can do a loop and all of this stuff pretty much works. I will say, I think this kind of game got a lot better when fully 3d environments were added into the mix because using mode seven to do this stuff it works, but it doesn't work as well as it could. It often feels like you don't have a really clear sense of like geography for the the levels that you're in. And that doesn't really matter so much because things like the radar are are pretty comprehensible. You know, you have a, a bar across the top of the screen that's essentially like your instrument panel for for the plane, which shows you, you know, how much fuel you have left. Uh, where your enemies are in relation to you. And yeah, I, I didn't think this was, you know, a revelation or anything, but I enjoyed it. And I would say that if you're a fan of things like that mode in Star Fox 64, or maybe even like the Ace Combat games, uh, which I like those two, you know, this is something that may appeal more to you than than a lot of the the air combat games that uh, that otherwise exist on the Super Nintendo. Uh, I think it's got pretty nice music and graphics. I think it definitely helps that this comes from a Japanese company. You know, they there's there's just a a level of polish to it that I enjoyed quite a bit. So, you know, I, I didn't didn't blow me away, but I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, I will say I appreciated that it wasn't just like a cockpit view because those always like there's just too much going on. It's overwhelming. Yeah. I can't even get a grasp on it. I still didn't get much further into this. Uh, I did kind of chuckle at the the what is his name? Jake Steele. The uh, yep. Yeah, the M. Bison looking military guy. And he's like, so the commander in chief and his staff are wounded. So I'm taking command. And yeah. I was just kind of like, OK, is this good? Is there going to be a twist later where it's like this is like a <laughs> are we the baddies situation? Right, right, is that, yeah. Is that what's going to happen here? I, I would have really appreciated that, actually. Uh-huh. I, I I didn't make it far enough to find I out. I seriously that doubt does that's not, I suspect that does not happen here. Uh, this does not seem yeah. like a game that's particularly uh, story forward. But yeah, no. um, I I liked this enough, and I got I got further uh, far enough into this. That I do feel comfortable ranking it. Uh, I know okay. you were kind of ready to put this one in the unranked pile, but I would say this is probably 
for my for my own feelings, this is probably a solid B game, but really, I liked it. Yeah, I liked this wow, game. Okay. But okay. but I understand that this show is you know we both have to agree on the rankings, so I'm happy to put this in the C pile just because. I don't think uh, the thing about it is that for me, it's a B game, but if you have absolutely no interest in this kind of game, it's not really going to take you that extra, that extra uh, way forward. So I would be comfortable putting this in C just because of that. So, you know, in kind of a similar way that that's where, you know, super ghouls and ghosts ended up. Right. So, Mm -hmm. so I would be comfortable putting it in C because of that. But I think if you if you like these kinds of games, especially if you like them to be a little bit snappy or a little more arcadey feeling, I would check this out. Okay, all right. Well, I, I'm I'm really surprised, but um, you know, I am I am totally fine deferring to you on this because like I did not get far into this at all, so I am I am completely willing to say yeah, it just it's not my kind of thing at all. And, and I bounce off of these real fast. So I was never going to give this thing much of a chance. Yeah. And I am, I'm completely willing to defer to you on, okay. On ranking. Okay. So, I mean, like if, if you feel strongly that it belongs in B, then, then we can put it in B. No, but I, 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 I think I'm, I'm comfortable putting it in C because of the reasons I, I mentioned, I think it would need to be a little bit more. Uh, I, I think it would need to reach out to, to people and bring them in a little bit more than this does to be to be a b or or a rank game uh okay. so yeah i'm very comfortable with this being a c but it's a it's a strong c for me so it's like a c plus okay so yeah all right yeah and you know someday we will probably you know break down this b c and d uh things into plus and minus and and just you know in the middle i was kind of thinking like maybe whenever one of them hits a certain you know number of games uh-huh. like maybe like a hundred or something yeah. like that like if we if we hit a hundred games in D tier, then we'll break them down into yeah, sure, into that. But but okay, so um, so we will put lock on in the C tier. Um, well done, Victor Kai. You made an, a, a a game that managed to um, hook one of us, despite being yeah. about military air combat. Yeah, so. and I will say all of our normal kind of uh, reservations about games featuring real world military hardware absolutely apply here. But, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, that's that's not something that that, you know, can be can be really gotten around with this kind of game. But if you if you are, are, you know, in a position where you are you are still willing to play the game regardless of that, you know, my my comments on it apply. So, yeah. All right. Well, um, that's going to do it for lock on then. So, yep. Uh, let's move on uh, to, um, I guess, we'll Last Action Hero. Let's do it. Let's do Last Action Hero. Uh, this is a game. It sure is. It's a game, <laughs> and it is based on a, a movie, kind of infamous movie, which I can talk a little bit about because I am familiar with it. But the game uh, is bad. I'm just going to say that. I don't think that we're really going to get any pushback for saying that this game is bad. But I guess let's talk a little bit about the movie, the last the movie Last Action Hero. This was kind of an infamous flop. It was sort of Schwarzenegger's first big flop 
after a series of enormous hits, this was literally the movie that he followed up Terminator 2 with. And it had a kind of a deeply troubled development, but it had a lot of people who had done really successful action movies uh, behind it. So obviously you had Schwarzenegger, you had uh, a script that was not originated by, but rewritten heavily by uh, Shane Black, who is a, you know, famous uh, action movie screenwriter. He did Predator. He did, uh, the lethal, he did lethal weapon and he did this movie and he, as one of the many people has been extremely vocal about the fact that this movie is bad directed by John McTiernan, who directed predator and die hard. And yeah, it's, it's a, like, like a weird thing where it's sort of a parody of action movies. It's almost kind of like a Cool World or Roger Rabbit sort of thing where a kid gets sucked into his favorite action movie uh, series and spends a bunch of time hanging out with the the character that, uh, you know, is the, the star of those movies, who's the Schwarzenegger character, Jack Slater, and commenting on how ridiculous all the shit in the action movie uh, that he's in is, you know, the really obvious plot twists, the, you know, very, very, uh, very obviously evil guy who is part of the police squad. And uh, there's a there's a cartoon cat uh, that is just there. Who's like one of the one of the police officers, like an animated uh, an animated cat uh, played by Danny DeVito, who's in a couple of oh, scenes. I- it's I don't re- like it when you make I don't like it when you make cats police officers. No, no, uh, and but but a, a cab still applies. A cab still applies. Uh, it has a potentially clever twist where the the in the fiction of the movie the guy who is like the the main uh, the main villain of the Jack Slater movies henchman figures out that he that that he's a character in a movie kills the main villain and steals the magic movie ticket that can transport people into and out of the real world. So he comes into the real world and he becomes the main villain of the actual movie you're watching. And it's, it's really goofy, but it's also played a little too straight for that to really work. There's just a bad tonal mismatch. And apparently the movie was like finished. They they finished shooting it like six, like, like mere weeks before it came out. So it was basically, basically like not really edited. It was just, they threw out they, they, they put together all the footage they had finished it up with like, you know, sound work and, you know, special effects and just threw it out there. And it was a disaster. It came out the week after Jurassic Park. It made it did not make its budget back because it was really it was really not liked by by anybody that saw it. And it's kind of become like a cult classic because it is a really weird thing. But I genuinely think as somebody who's seen this movie as like an adult, I I think it's a really bad movie. And it's maybe worth watching if you want like a weird time. <laughs> you know, if you just want to see a, a, a disaster on screen, but it's not good. It's not funny. And it just it just doesn't work. And you can see all the places where it could potentially have worked, but it, it didn't end up there. But 
because this was like a huge thing, this was a huge movie that was heavily promoted, it did have video games based on it. So we got a video game based yep. on it. Here it is. We sure do. And we sure do. It sucks. It's bad. What do you think of this game, Chase Keys? Uh, so you know, like what you just described, sounds like a really ambitious movie mm-hmm. that did nothing right yeah. and just completely fell on its butt. Yeah, basically. This game feels like, hey, we've got the beginnings of a good side-scrolling brawler down real solid. Let's stop there and not do another damn thing and release the game as is. That's what this feels like. It's like, hey, did we get punching and kicking down? Cool. Don't need to do anything else then. Nope. Nope, not at all. Um, Do you think, because I feel like this movie and... uh, I feel like this game and Cliffhanger have some real similarities. Do you think this is better or worse than the Cliffhanger game? I think this is worse than Cliffhanger. I I, I think this, yeah. Um, Cliffhanger, like, is a semi-competent game until you get to the stupid avalanche part where that's that's almost impossible. This feels like a my first game thing. And then, yeah. then they got the, the one thing that this game does down fine, but... There's nothing else to it. And yeah. actually, that's not true. There are driving sections in this game, according to the instruction manual. Yeah. I didn't get to them because here, here, this was my time with the game. The first time I turned this game on, I could not get past the very first level. Um, you play as Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, ostensibly. Um, yeah, it doesn't look anything like him. It, yeah, it, it's, real, it's a real schlubby Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'll say that. They put Arnold Schwarzenegger's name in the title screen of this game. They probably had to pay for that. Yeah. Like, this didn't even need to be a last action hero game, really. But anyway, so you're walking along a 2D plane. There are guys with knives and baseball bats. And basically, you can punch and you can kick. You have to get the timing down just right because, you know, these guys can hit you and knock you back. But if you punch them, you knock them back. So what I ended up doing was like, you know, at first, they're just coming at you one at a time. So I punch them and run towards where they get knocked back to and punch again so before they can wind up. Do that until I've knocked them off to the screen. Run backwards and then wait for them to come back on the screen far enough that I can get a few more hits in with that timing. Then they start sending multiple guys at you at once, and that messes up the timing entirely. And I'm not entirely sure what they expected me to do. I I finally figured out that, like, if you have a knife guy and a bat guy on the screen at the same time, the knife guy will usually inch towards you just a little bit faster. So if you wind up a kick as he's coming at you, he won't be able to stab you. You can knock him away, and then you can start maybe you know, punching the other guy, or if you can get them lined up just right, you can maybe punch them both at the same time. And that's all this game is. It's yeah. just this. It's just this over and over. Eventually they, they, they throw in guy who throws Molotov cocktails at you. Um, there, there's, like there's, there's also guy with a gun who shows up later on. Uh, I didn't get that far. Yeah, I didn't either. I saw it in a long play, but yeah, um, making this game worse is that, um, health pickups are very few and far between. And when you do get them, they restore a, a laughable amount of your health. And if you die, you go all the way back to the beginning of the level. There's no checkpointing once you're in a, mm-hmm. a, a level. Yeah. It's awful. It is absolutely awful. It is tedious. It is boring. Um, they let you jump, but you can't 
jump and attack at the same time. They let you crouch, but you can't crouch and attack at the same time. I literally could not figure out what the purpose of having a crouch in this game was. I was wondering like, okay, can I crouch and dodge the guy swinging the bat at me? No, can't do that. Um, you can jump to avoid the Molotov cocktails because they don't hurt you until they explode on the ground. So that was fine, I guess. But I, what was the point of having a crouch in there? Um, holy crap. Just what yeah, a piece of garbage. It's, I, I it's couldn't terrible, believe it. Like, yeah. like we've played really tedious brawlers before, like the the um, uh, the the. What was it? The Predator versus Alien yeah, versus, Alien Predator. versus Predator was very bad. Yeah, they're very tedious, like you said. Yes, but this is even worse. Like the Predator at least has a, a bigger move set. There's there's more variety there. You've only got a punch and a kick. You can't like, you know, running and then punching doesn't change your attack. Running and kicking. You can't like I said, you can't jump and attack at the no. same time. There's no variety. You have these two attacks and that seems to be it. I truly don't understand why this is a side scrolling brawler either, because like that that's something that I guess is sort of important to emphasize here. This is not a belt scroller. It is, it is a side scroller, but there is virtually no like platforming in it. And the only reason I could see to make this a side scroller is if you were going to incorporate some amount of platforming. And that is generally just easier to do successfully if the game's a side scroller. But yeah, it means that there's just, it, it is, it is dreadfully, boring and repetitious and really unfair feeling because it's very hard to avoid attacks. There's very, there's so little to it that, you know, it's, it's very, it's, it's nothing. This is a nothing game. This feels like you said, it feels like a, my first game, you know, design thing. And like, it does feel like that. It also feels like this is just like an unreleased beta for a game that never got finished. And mm -hmm. yet it did. This is the finished game. So just talk a little bit more about where this comes from. Sony Image Soft game. It was made by Bits they, Studios. They, they know better. They know better yeah, than this. they do. Uh, it's made by Bits Studios, uh, it, which basically had a line in just doing uh, licensed games, a lot of them for the Game Boy in this time period. But they also did do some Super Nintendo stuff. Uh, I think they did a few things that we've played before. Uh, which we've yeah, probably talked I, about. Yeah, they did Gun I Force. I feel like I, I remember. I, I feel like I remember seeing their name on like that really weird football one-on-one -on -one, space football football one-on-one uh -huh. -on -one yes, game. Yes, that's right. They did do that. They did do yeah. that. And they're a British studio. Some of the people involved in it have gone on to do more noteworthy things. But yeah, the studio shut down in 2006. And this is this is bad like i'm sorry for anybody that has their name on this because it's it's really terrible and yeah like you said this is so much less fleshed out than even cliffhanger was and like this is a thing that's dumb but it does bother me like so this game doesn't really bother with trying to adapt like the story of of the movie at all like it it does have a little opening like narration that talks about the kid getting sucked into the the movie but then he's never seen in the game itself and there is a little like narration thing about halfway through that describes him and the 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 Arnold Schwarzenegger character coming out of the movie which is what happens in the last action hero so, like, technically, the first half and the last half of these are set in, like, different realities. But there's no way to tell that from the game, judging from, like, the long play of it. 
the graphics are the same. The environments are virtually the same. The, the, the enemies you fight are just the same guys, regardless of which reality you're in. I feel like they should have tried at least a little bit harder to do, like, maybe just a different sprite set for the enemies in the second part of the game or something. But they didn't do that. And yeah, like you said that you didn't make it out of the first level. Neither did I. And that makes sense because the long well, play. I, I made it to the I made it to the second level in my second attempt. OK, but I, I didn't make it any further. Did than you that. did you make it to the driving scene, though? No, no, I did not. Because judging from the because, yeah, you're right there. Are, so I guess to be to be a little clearer, there are several sort of chunks to this game there's basically several like levels that have like a few stages within them and that first level before which leads up to you having a really jank looking boss fight with a guy with an axe is like a third of the game and this is a problem for me because the music for the first level of this game is one of the worst pieces of music i've ever heard in a video game like, it's so bad that I can't believe anybody, like, willingly... Like, no music would be better than this. And that plays throughout this entire big chunk of the game. I just... I can't believe it. Like, it's so bad, even for being a movie licensed game, even for being a licensed game for this particular movie this it sucks and i i it sucks that this is a game that that actually got finished that came out and was on store shelves um it's terrible yeah and um yeah i i honestly i i don't think there's anything more to say about it it's it's no there there's not um so i'm looking at the list i think we have to look at f tier we have to look at f tier yeah i'll be i'm looking low i am thinking this yeah. game is not as good as ultraman I agree with that. I do agree with that. Ultraman had really baffling counterintuitive play mechanics, but at least it was trying something. This is worse than that. I think it's probably worse than Earth Defense Force. Um, what do you think about this versus Captain America and the Avengers? That is a tough call because that is a, a truly janky game that really just sucks all the life out of what the Avengers should be. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. It is currently our, uh, worst ranked game for 93. Uh -huh. Um, ugh, but yeah, this is still, I don't know. This is actually tough. This is one I would almost want to like play a little bit more of Captain America and see which right, one makes yeah. me more angry, but right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards this being worse. Actually. Um, I kind of am too, honestly, just because this has, this is, this is, has so much less going on than even that game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, I think it's gotta be, I think I've got to say it's worse. I think I've okay. got to say it's worse than Captain America and the Avengers. Yep. So, um, let's see then. Uh, Home Alone is up next at, uh, so it, it, 43, 43 on the F tier. If we're, you know, like, yeah, if, if number one is the best of the worst, <laughs> so to speak. Uh -huh. so, yeah. Yeah. And, um, right now 49 is as low as it goes. Uh, so that, yeah, we're really getting down there now. 43 home alone. Um, mm, I don't know. I, 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 again, it's been so long. We're getting into games like we haven't played in a very long time. Yeah, um, it's true. 
I will say Home Alone maybe had a little bit more of a design to it. Like at least you were trying to do something other than just like go from left to right and punch people in that game. But it was really bad. I mean, it's a really, yeah. really poorly made game that is not fun to play. Um, I don't know. I think I maybe still have to give Home Alone the edge over this just because at least the the concept of what that game was had a little bit more to it. Yeah, I'm uh, I, I think I'm OK with that. I remember very little about Road Riot uh, four wheel drive other than the casual racism. Um yeah, me too. Me too. That's the main thing that sticks out to me about it was the racism. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Do you think that's enough to put this slightly above Road Riot? Well, you know, RoboCop was another um 2D platformer. Uh-huh. So, it might be a good a, a better game to Yeah, it might be a better comparison. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you remember about RoboCop 3? Do you think that that one's Uh, mainly the thing I remember about RoboCop 3 is that it was kind of borderline unplayable because of how how hard it was to move RoboCop around and the fact that your main attack was like very very weak in that game and could run out <laughs> that's true at uh, least you can't run out of punches your punches are still you can't very run weak. out of punches you you gotta punch dudes like five six times before they yeah. get stay down which is annoying but uh but yeah yeah i think i'm with you so it sounds like we would probably put this one above robocop 3 then i would probably put this one above robocop 3 um, um but it yeah I don't know if I want to put this above RPM racing, to be quite honest. Like they both like they're both similarly like these games should not have even come out. But at least RPM racing has a little bit more ambition than this game does. It does have a little more ambition and we can pretty easily see what the base concept of RPM racing ended up turning into with more thought and time and attention given to it in rock and roll racing. Whereas there's nothing there's nowhere that this could have gone really that would have been that great. You know, it could have been better than it is, certainly, but yeah, like it's a it's a lower ceiling on conceptually what like a better version of this could have been. So I think I'd probably give RPM Racing the edge over this one. Okay, let's let's do it then. So it sounds like this is going to be our new number 46 on the F tier. Yeah, our fifth worst game. Definitely the worst of 1993 so far. Uh, last action hero. Don't play it. It sucks. Put that on the box. Yep. Uh, yeah. Last action hero and the last game you'd ever want to play other than, well, the four that are (laughs) underneath it, I guess. But yeah, uh, yeah. It's gonna be really hard for any game in this sort of side scrolling action game space to touch the rocketeer. I think rocketeer is still really, really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think the gulf between RoboCop 3 and Rocketeer, there's there's still a pretty... It's vast, yeah. Yeah, the Rocketeer is just when it's like, who even made this? Who, like, did anyone make this? Ugh, man, rough times, rough times. So we got one more game to talk about today. And it's Pack Attack. Um, so what do you what do you what do you have to to say about Pack Attack uh, before we kind of get into discussing it fully? Like, do you have any any thoughts? Opening no, thoughts? not really. I mean, uh, we'll we'll do a deeper dive into Pac Man with some other Pac Man game. Yeah. There's at least two more that are gonna show up before this is all said and done. So yeah. This is a uh, this is a Namco game made by Namco, distributed published by Namco. 
and yeah, this is um, this is when, yeah, you're right. This is not the time or place to really get into Pac-Man as a thing. But uh, it's Pac-Attack. It's a puzzle game spinoff of Pac-Man. And we talked a little bit about this because it came up in uh, the last issue of Nintendo Power we read. Yes. So, yeah, this is uh, essentially an attempt to kind of kind of bring a little bit of a Pac-Man spin to the falling block puzzle game. Yep. And it's kind of original in some ways. And yeah, it, it, it kind of works, you know, I, it I kind of works. Yeah. So, yeah. So basically you've got, you know, three kinds of falling blocks, essentially you've got actual blocks, which you can, you know, fill up a, a line to create lines that'll disappear just like in Tetris. You've got ghosts, which do not clear lines, but, um, are there to be eaten by the third piece, which is the Pac-Man. Once Pac-Man uh, is on the board, he will start moving around in whatever direction he's facing and will, you know, uh, basically just fall until he is, um, you know, basically reached everything he is capable of reaching. He cannot go up. He can only go left, right, and down. So depending on where the blocks are, that is what his path will be. Um, he will eat any ghost that is in his way. So what you're trying to do is basically uh, build a track of ghosts that uh, a Pac-Man can eat once he's in play. Um, you know, not the worst idea for one of these falling block puzzle games. It, it, it Like I said, it kind of works, but I don't know. It, it, it just didn't quite click with me. Now, it doesn't work as well as it, it probably needs to for this to be like the core of the game design. Because this is the thing, like... I guess that, you know, there's like a few different things that define a falling block game. There's, of course, what you need to do to make pieces disappear. There's the kind of arrangements the pieces fall in. And it's like the overall sense of like what the game is is trying to get you to to do with these mechanics. And that seems a little confused here because my big issue with this is that Okay, so the main things you can do, you can arrange the kind of like non-ghost pieces so that they form a line so that they disappear. And you can arrange the ghosts in such a way that Pac-Man can get them when he falls down. And those things are not that connected. Like, it's like... You know, the the goal, I guess, is to get as many ghosts in a row as possible lined up so that Pac-Man will just nom them all up when he's when he's going along. But it's pretty easy to get the ghosts sort of blocked off from where you can put a Pac-Man. And I don't know what the hell you're supposed to do with that once it's happened. Like, it just feels punitive. Like, it feels like there's no good way to set up like a... I don't know, a cascade or anything in this, you know, because that yeah. seems like one of the big things in a lot of games, you know, your your Puyo Puyos or your Dr. Mario's, you know, is to set up a thing where, yes, there's a bunch of lines right now that have just a bunch of junk pieces in them. But there's a way that you could potentially set things up in the future so that it takes out a bunch of things all in a row. And I don't really know how you do that in this game. It feels a little too restricted. And like the the I, I'm I'm trying to articulate what doesn't work about this for me. And I think it's just that you can set up a whole chain of ghosts, but that is still gonna leave you with a whole bunch of junk 
that doesn't go anywhere yeah, once it's and, done. And I think you know? ideally what the game is expecting of you is to create a path that also leaves, um, you know, like block path pieces above ghosts so that will then collapse once the ghost is no longer there and cascade that way. But it, it, you really have to have a... Um, you have to be really, really good at these kinds of games yes, specifically yeah. to, to think that far ahead, I feel like. And, yeah, and I mean, you know, yeah. in that case, maybe like if Puyo Puyo or Tetris or Dr. Mario is too easy for you, you might really enjoy this. Um, but yeah, that's fair, I guess. What this game could have used was maybe like different colored ghosts that have different effects on surrounding blocks when they get eaten. Yeah, that could be that could work. That could be something where. Because because my big issue, like I said, is that it it doesn't feel like setting up a chain of ghosts to get eaten is really uh, it doesn't doesn't really feel like something that you could use to solve a board, you know? Yeah. And like I if it could affect the 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 sort of junk pieces around it, that would be really something that would help a lot with this, I think. Yeah. Yeah, especially since like the game's difficulty really ramps up quickly because the pieces yeah, start does. falling very fast, very very yeah. soon after you've started playing. Um, mm-hmm. There's a fairy that uh, occasionally pops up that will eliminate all the ghosts past a certain point, and and you can kind of create cascades that way. But I don't entirely know what um, what causes the fairy to be a thing that you can utilize uh yeah from the instruction manual it sounds like there's a meter or something that's building up but i did not notice anything like that so i don't no i didn't either and right. i didn't see the fairy in my time with this game at all okay. so i don't know it it just doesn't really like it feels like somebody felt like okay well we need to come up with our own spin on a falling block puzzle game but then they didn't really have like a good core idea for it so they were like well what if we used pac-man somehow here and this is what they ended up with like it doesn't it doesn't really feel like distinctive enough or clever enough to stake out its own territory as one of these things yeah i mean it's it's kind it's of fine, fine like but it's not it's it, not terrible yeah but, but it, it's not great either um there's also a puzzle mode which i'll be honest i don't even understand what the point of it was i i assumed it was going to be something like okay you've got a board that's already got blocks and ghosts in it, and you need to place a Pac-Man such that it's going to clear the entire board. Um, or, you know, you need to do that with several Pac-Men or something like that, and you know, and, and you need to clear out the ghosts in such a way that it'll clear all the blocks once they've cascaded. Um, but that isn't what it was, or at least I don't think. It was just playing the game. So you would need to have all the pieces that are falling memorized in order to really begin to solve the puzzle i would assume um that's terrible yeah yeah i did not understand this at all i don't understand how you get by calling that the puzzle mode it it just does not make sense that's not what i would expect from a puzzle type mode in a falling block puzzle game like this um no i would expect to have all the information up front and the puzzle is you know meant to be me figuring out how i'm going to clear the board Um, so yeah, I, I don't quite understand that. I suspect that like, there's probably a lot of real fun to be had with the versus mode. Um, Yeah, probably. That's probably the way to play this if you're going to play it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, that probably, um, that mode alone probably is is like the price of admission right there. You know, like that's what you're going to actually have fun playing most of the time. I would imagine so. Um, Uh, but yeah, like, 
Um, if not, I don't really know that I'd recommend this. Like, there's a lot of good puzzle games on the Super Nintendo. I'd play any of them over any of the really, you know, good classic ones over this. Like, this is not worth, like, kind of rediscovering, I think, just as, like, a single-player game. Yeah. I did like that uh, when you get a high score, if you don't enter anything, it'll just give you a random Namco character name. Yeah, but, that's uh, that's fun. That's, yeah. a, that's a good time. That, that's that's cute i liked that too yeah um dig dug and sky kid now have scores on uh, on my version <laughs> yeah <of that. laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah so you know the first time i played this i was almost tempted to put it in the b tier thinking like you know it's fine enough but actually after playing it a second time and then also seeing that puzzle mode that i don't think works at all i was yeah. a little bit less charitable charitable towards it and so i'm uh-huh. i'm kind of thinking c at this point but how do you yeah feel about i think it? this i agree i think this is a c tier game uh, it's fun enough. It's potentially very fun if you can really get into the thing it's doing. But I think there's some real flaws in the design. And I just uh, uh, I, I don't I don't think it it stands up to your Puyo Puyo's, Dr. Mario's or Magical Drops, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, uh, it, it, it's uh, it's an OK attempt. But, you know. For for Namco puzzle games, uh, you know, I, I don't think it has a patch on some of the other stuff. Like, I don't know. Would you would you call Mr. Driller a puzzle game? Yes, I think I would. I think it's definitely yeah. got some of that kind of, like not yeah. necessarily a falling block puzzle game, but it's got some of that DNA in there. Yeah, I think Mr. Driller is a way better stab at an idea kind of like this than pack attack is oh yeah honestly. yeah by, so, by, by yeah. a mile yeah i love i love mr driller so just you know there's lots of other options that you know i think would supersede this one so yeah it's a c yep all right all right well that's gonna do it for today kind of a short one today um, a short one um yeah and uh yeah i would say you know a couple of games that are very much uh, your mileage might vary sort of things mm-hmm. and one truly terrible one. Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. Uh, not not the best showing for 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 October at this point. But uh, next week, uh, next episode, rather, I think we've got some some much more interesting stuff to look forward to. Yeah. So we've got yeah, go, go ahead and tell them yeah what do we got next week we've got some big ones to the point where i wonder if we're even going to be able to cover all three of these in one episode but we'll, we'll yeah. see what we can do um we've got mm-hmm. paladin's quest the secret of mana and sim ant all right so yeah we're probably going to need to have a look at this and figure out whether this needs to get broken down a little bit more or if we do feel good about covering all three of them in one in one episode but uh, those are the next games up, and uh, I'm excited for all of these. I'm excited to 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 talk about a very famous Super Nintendo SquareSoft game, uh, a you know a sim game that I played the the computer version of a lot as a kid, and Paladin's Quest, which I don't really know a ton about, but it's an Enix game, and I'm I'm really curious about it. So yeah, it's an Enix game that I'm assuming is an RPG by the. I sound imagine, of the title yeah. there so yeah, yeah um so yeah we'll, we'll have to see how far into any of these we can get in one week and and you know kind of check back and see hey do we do we want to attempt this or is this going to need you know are some of these going to need their own episodes but we'll yeah we'll see when we get there 
we'll see when we get there. We hope you join us for it. And uh, yeah, did you have any anything else you wanted to, to say to the people at home, uh, Chase Keys, before we sign off for today? Don't buy the Harry Potter game, people. Come on. Don't Please do it. Please don't. Please don't. don't. Yeah. Just don't. Please don't buy the Harry Potter game. That's all I got. Um, <laughs> nope. That's that's fair. I co-signed that 100 percent. And yeah, uh, until until next time, I'm Any Zero. I'm Chase Keys. Our intro outro song is How Now Brown Cow by Technoax, who very generously offers a ton of great music for free and royalty free at technoax.com. That's T E K N O A X E.com.